The one, the only punter, Ponting. Ricky Ponting joins us, uh, I, I believe, from the driving range. Good morning, uh, Ricky. How you doing? Yeah, good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, I am down at the range. The sun is just starting to come through now. I was down here hitting under lights about 15 minutes ago, so <laughs> just starting to break through now. Yeah, mate. Nice, nice. And how how you um, how have you found uh, Queenstown? I know it's not the first time you've been here, mate, but uh, what do you make of the course? And what's the first thing as a player that stands out to you? Oh, mate, I, I love this place. I actually checked into the hotel um, a couple of days ago and you get your little uh, envelope when you walk in and it said, welcome back for the 14th time, Mr. Ponting. So I've actually been to Queenstown, the state of Millbrook, 14 <laughs> times now. So, uh, look, I say to everyone, this, this is my... It's my favourite place in the world, bar none. You know, I bring my family here in the wintertime um, skiing with a couple of other families from Melbourne. Uh, we have an awesome time. I've been lucky enough over the years to play in this New Zealand Open six or seven times. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's an awesome event as us ambassadors get, get looked after exceptionally well. You talk to the pros and they talk about it as being their best week of the year. So as long as the invite keeps coming my way, then I'll, I'll keep coming back for sure. Oh, I'm in the same boat as you, uh, Punter, mate. Thanks for joining us. I know I caught you off guard yesterday, but I said to the boys, I said, Punter's rooming next door to me. But then I found out he, he uh, had up a uh, had a little hissy fit. He's moved room, so he's moved over to the, the luxurious side of the resort, which is okay, Punter. But, mate, you've been here before. You've had a crack at the New Zealand Open. What is it about it, and uh, how do you think you're going to go? Because you're a pretty fine golfer, I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, what is about? Like, look, I think I think the place. I think the, the you know Queenstown within itself. I think um, the golf courses you get to play on here. You know, now that it's it's solely at Millbrook, I think it probably adds a little bit more to the tournament. You know, the Hills is a fantastic place to play, and um, the way things have worked out is it, you and I probably find ourselves over there on on Saturday. But um, <laughs> you know, look, I I just I, I love kind of, I love what I love golf. So you know, to to be out there and competing um, and and see. You know, some of the best players in the world go about their business. Um, you know, I was only saying to the boys jokingly yesterday afternoon that it'd be be really interesting to see with with heart rate monitors on us non-professional golfers on the first tee just what our heart rate will get to, and we're trying to put the ball down on the tee on on Thursday morning. But I think it's a bit of that. You know, it gets those com- competitive juices going, gets the nerves going again, and and when you haven't played competitive sport for ten or eleven years now, um, which it is how long since I've retired, it's it's nice to get that feeling again. And what do you play it off, punter? And what's your best finish at the New Zealand Open as a as an amateur? No, we I've actually never made the cut, um, and I, I don't think there's many of us ambassadors that, that have made the cut. Um, and I think I've progressively progressively got worse. The, the first round I ever played here, which would be six or seven years ago, um, I'd had seven birdies standing on the seventeenth, uh, standing on the eighteenth tee. Uh, I hit it on the eighteenth, the par five for two. Uh, putted it up to about a foot, so I thought I was, you know, I thought I was about to make, um, you know, my eighth birdie for the round, and then my pro got his birdie in on top of me. Um, so although on the scorecard it only had me down for seven birdies, I'm, I'm going to take eight birdies. But as I said, <laughs> it's gone slowly, gone downhill from there. Is there any correlation between when the game goes downhill for you over this weekend and the amount of uh, pinnacle McLaren Vale Shiraz that might be imbibed in the evenings before you play? Oh, I like I like that little plug. Thanks for getting the the Ponting wine, um, uh, McLaren Vale Shiraz in there. Um, it probably has got something to do with it. Yeah, I think I probably tend to start. Look, I, I played I played well yesterday in the first practice round, and, and we've got an early one this morning. And yeah, maybe the social activities as the week wears on might just start getting to most of us. Um, I know there are other ex New Zealand great cricketers that have um, been here and played this event the last 
six or seven years that I can definitely say as the week goes on, their golf goes downhill as a result of too many Pinot Noirs. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Kelleher is helping with all you can, your... You can, you can choose... Yeah, you can choose the name of those couple of individuals that I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, man. I played golf with one <laughs> yesterday. He might have a beef as a nickname. <laughs> uh, Gallagher is helping with all your insurance needs so you can face your future with confidence. And, and Pana, while we've got you on the phone, mate, there's a, a test match starting tomorrow uh, between uh, the Aussies and the Kiwis at the Basin Reserve. Uh, mate, on paper, we're missing a few. Uh, and after that T20 series, I think there's a few cricket fans in New Zealand who are a bit nervous. How are you feeling about it <laughs> yeah well I haven't I haven't seen New Zealand squad yet um, and talking to some of the media last night I, I was really interested to see what team they put out against the Aussies this week you know is it is it back to the, the tried and tested fast bowling brigade of you know Bolt and Southie and those guys if they're fit I saw looks like Wagner's retired hasn't he immediately so he mm. won't be taking part in this series I, I don't think so you know there'll be some opportunities for some young blokes maybe Cougar line might get an opportunity in there with a bit of extra a bit of extra pace I mean I think the, the, the New Zealand batting lineup pretty much um, picks itself, but you know, coming up against, I know what the Aussies team is going to be. There's no, there'll be no surprises there. All their all their guys are fit and healthy, and and remembering that the, the last Test match they played, they got beaten by the West Indies, so they'll be pretty keen to bounce back pretty quickly. But it's always a different challenge here in New Zealand. I'm pretty sure that the base and wicket will have a, a lot of grass, and I think it'll be green. It'll offer something for the quicks and. The Australian batsmen will have to adapt and adjust because I think through the Australian summer they they never got many of those top wickets that that did much at all. So um, look, I still give I still give New Zealand a chance. I mean, Australia's overall record against New Zealand in Test cricket is exceptional, um, but they still got to turn up and, and get it done on the day. Now, Ricky, um, in regards to playing New Zealand in New Zealand, you would have had of a whole lot of experience doing that, mate. What kind of challenge does it possess to impose to you and you and the squad and 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 your memories from playing New Zealand back here in New Zealand? Um, yeah, I mean the conditions were always quite similar to home. Maybe it may be a bit more swing and seam here than than what we do have back in Australia. I, I think. Um, you know the, the crowds are always a, a little bit uh, against us and, and, and <laughs> willing to share a few little choice words towards us poor poor little Aussies. But um, <laughs> uh, but I, I think talking to every every Kiwi player that's played in Australia, I think they get their fair share when they come back to Australia as well. But um, no, I mean, there's not that much unique about about playing cricket here in New Zealand. I mean it's a it's a, it's a great country to tour uh, because it, because it's so like Australia. There's not you know there's no little. Um, Variables that you have to worry about like when you when you travel the subcontinent or anything like that. It's um you know on our on our doorstep and and the people and the and the conditions and and the weather and everything's quite similar to home. So there's not there's not too many challenges there, but it's just about how you cope with the pressure of a test match uh, when the game gets underway. Punta, we're in a situation here in New Zealand. We've we've had some quality spin bowlers um, that seem to get left out consistently well with Australia you consistently are selecting Nathan Lyon and don't get me wrong Nathan Lyon arguably the best spin bowler in the world but from your experience as captain what does having a spin bowler no matter what conditions possess in your squad allow you to do because at the moment Mitch Santner played really well against the Pro Tears but then in a couple of weeks time he potentially won't be there AJ's Patel took 10 for last year against India we've never seen him since what does yep. that allow, and and those kind of um, parts of the, of the squad selection do for you? Yeah, I mean, team balance is such an important thing, isn't it, in the Test match game? Mm. And, and it's, it's it's actually one thing that Australia have been searching for, for for quite a while now as well, which is why they've rushed, you know, Cameron Green straight back into the team, shuffled the batting order. Obviously, got Steve Smith mm. up at the top, and 
got Cam Green back in the middle because of uh, the flexibility that he gives um, with the bowling side of things. You know, he, he can bowl 145 k's an hour and bats at number four. So he's a he's a pretty he's a pretty good package. Um, mm. And Nathan Lyon, I mean Nathan Lyon was in and out of the team at the start of his career, and that's not let's not forget that he was dropped a couple of times when he um, before he sort of worked it out, um, and for before he probably got the full backing of of the team and the squad to say, look, you you are clearly our best spinner in Australia, and and we're going to back you in, and we're and we're going to play you in all conditions. But the the thing with Nathan Lyon, mate, that makes him stand out um, from most other spinners is uh, certainly most other off spinners is his record in Australia. Like normally yeah. touring touring off spinners to Australia have got a horrible record, and they can be the best ones that have ever played. You know, Harbhajan Singh. Um, even Ravi Ashwin, these guys, whenever they come to Australia, they, they tend to go for a lot of runs and not take many wickets. Where Nathan Lyon's record in Australia is actually as good as it is when he's in India and, and Sri Lanka. And that's why Australia have been able to keep him in the side and keep picking him all the time because he delivers in, in all sorts of conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, Ricky, you mentioned uh, uh, your poor old Aussies getting a little bit of stick from the, 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 the Kiwi crowd. Uh, there's a couple of words that you might hear over the next week or so. One of those is sand and the other one is paper. Um, <laughs> now, I, I, I look at it and I go, well, Davey Warner made his way back into the team. He's obviously bowed out of the test matches now, but Steve Smith's still there. Do you reckon Cam Brank, Bancroft's been, uh, been done a dirty? Do you reckon he should still be in the mix? Um. Yeah, I was surprised when they didn't go that way, to be honest. Um, you know, I was pretty vocal in the league. You know, when Davey announced that he was going to retire and, you know, mm. Australia were looking for a replacement opening batsman, um, Bancroft had been the best-performed opener around Australia for the last couple of years. You know, he's averaged about mm. 55, I think, in, a, in Australia and combined with his stints um, in county cricket. He'd obviously played a, a fair bit of test cricket before. Um, so I thought he was the obvious choice to come back in, but they went the other way. You know, in this real um, rush to get Cameron Green back into the side, who I know, you know, a lot of the, the players and certainly the selectors think he's potentially a, you know, a, a generational type player for Australia. So they were keen to get him back in. And, you know, hence Bancroft was overlooked and, and Steve Smith um, put his hand up to go up to the top and open the batting, uh, which I didn't, I didn't see coming. But, you know, even... Even Smith is on record saying that the reason he put his hand up to do that was he, he thought it would make his game a little bit easier as well, that he, he won't face as much short-pitch bowling um, opening the batting as he does when he comes in at number four. And that's one thing that had sort of changed a bit the last couple of years, that teams were attacking him with, with short bowling when he first came in, and he found scoring a little bit harder early on. So obviously opening the batting, um, you know, the bowler's going to be pitching it up more and, and looking to swing it and move it, and he won't get as much short stuff. So you can I can understand a lot of the logic behind it, but, you know, I just don't think it sent a great message to any of the young openers in Australia that, you know, the selectors tell them to go back and, and dominate first-class cricket. And uh, and when they do that and an opportunity comes up in the side, they still don't get picked. So, you know, I, I, if I was someone, if I was Cameron Bancroft, I would actually say to the selectors, well, OK, well, I'm not going to bother opening the batting anymore. I'm going to bat in the middle order for my state where we're making domestic runs is going to be easier um, because you've just shown that weight of runs as an opener doesn't mean much to me. So, you know, that's that was the only concern that I had. But... They've gone that way, and it's you know, still a very strong-looking test team. And so far, Steve Smith averages over 60 up in the batting, so we can't argue, I guess. No, I guess, you, I guess you're right there, mate. Good. Uh, thanks for, for addressing that for us, mate. Before we let you go, uh, you are, of course, uh, I mentioned the, um, the McLaren Val Shiraz that you uh, produce with Punning Wines. You are in central Otago, which is the home of some <laughs> of our great Pinots and things. Have you got a favourite New Zealand wine that you, uh, you, you, you indulge in while you're over here playing at the New Zealand Open? 
Well, you put me on the spot there. Um, I, I must admit, as this week go, as this week goes on, I'm not too fussy. I don't tend to look at the labels too much. I just can't get the top off it quick enough and get it into my glass quick enough. So, um, now, I, look, I, as I said, we've we've um, you know when we come over during the the winter time, and you know we when we stay here at Millbrook, and there are so many beautiful little wineries around where we are that we will go and, and have lunch and sample some of the local products. So. Um, you know, being in the wine industry myself, I don't want to give too many other brands a plug on, on air right now. But um, people people can put people can put two and two together and work out which little wineries that I that I do um, favour around this region. Well, I mean, because Ponting wines, I was having a, I was having a squeeze around the other day, mate, uh, to, to having a look at the range and things, and it's kind of hard to get in New Zealand. Uh, is is, mm. is exporting wine from Australia to New Zealand a bit like trying to export rugby players? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we bother trying to do that, and and that's why there's so uh, so um, few bottles of Ponting wine over here as well. It's a pretty pretty tough market we're competing against. So, yeah, look, I think we'll uh, we'll hang on to our rugby players back in Australia. We might try and take a few of yours up. You got a few that you want to uh, send our way? Yeah, well, mate, uh, we'll we'll have a look, mate. We'll kick a few tyres for you. Send a few your way. Hey, Ricky, thanks very much is for coming he, is on, he, mate. Is he? Is there any chance of coming out of retirement for a couple of years? No, mate. You've, you've seen my Rick. You've seen my knee. I've got no chance. <laughs> hey, Ricky, we'll let you go hit some balls, mate. Best of luck for the yeah, tournament. Thanks, eh? And uh, really, really enjoyed chatting to you this morning. Good on you guys. See you later. Have a beer with you after, Izzy. See you, mate. Yeah, thanks, bud. Here we go, uh, punter Ricky Ponting, mate. Uh, yeah, he's a, a great chat, mate. Great chat. Maybe we should have actually, it's probably too late now, we should have got a punt off him for the Izzy investment. Do you, do you feel like that's, a, that's his nickname because he punts? Well, what else? What else would it be? It does, he seems a long way from Venice. He's not going to be on a boat with a stick, right? That's what. That's the other thing. <laughs> he might be a good kicker, mate. He might be a good punter. Oh, oh yeah, true. Yeah, true. You true. never know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's, a, he's such a good bloke, man. Uh, like I've I've only met him a couple of times, but he just always, you know, the same Ricky and and for a guy that's achieved so much. Um, Yes, it's it's a fast, it's an uh, unbelievable week down here in, oh, in Queenstown. And you touched on his wine. I actually um, spent a bit of time in McLaren Vale. You know, <laughs> I don't drink, so I was travelling around with my wife watching her drink all this wine through McLaren Vale and uh, in Adelaide. Um, but uh, yeah, look, he's he's a fine cricketer. And and that conversation about um, Cam Bancroft and his kind of stance on it. You know, the selectors have told him to go do something. He's continuing to do it, but he's not getting anything um, from from this Australian team. But makes for a, an interesting test match tomorrow. The uh, Ricardo, he, he kind of touched on it. He's not riding off this, this Black Caps team. I know he's kind of being nice. Deep down, he's probably thinking we're going to think thrash us. But... Uh, it's going to be a, a great, a great test match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward. Mm. To it. My, my memories of Ricky Ponting uh, is, is is generally negative from a New Zealand cricketing point of view. But I, I went over to the MCG to watch yeah. uh, New Zealand play Australia in an ODI a few years back, and we did okay. There was, you had, mm. always had that feeling we didn't quite get enough. I think we got about two sixty, and I thought, oh, you know, if we knock the top off. And, and put the brakes on, we could apply the pressure, but MCG is such a big ground. And yeah. I think we did knock the top off. I think we had them three, four down like pretty early, thought we could be in here, and then Ponting came out and just carved and, you know, was not out at the end of the day. I can't remember on what, but probably over 100 and, and just dominated and never looked close to getting out. Oh, mate, he's ruined our hearts, broken our hearts so many times. And, um, you know, just one of the, the great men of Australian cricket, and pinch myself that he's standing right there. And my first year playing the New Zealand Open, 
Ricky Ponting, Shane Warne, see him both of them. And I'm thinking, what have I done to deserve this? Shane Warne, Ponting? Oh, couldn't believe it, mates. It's a great chat, Punter. He's a good bloke and um, yeah, he's really tanned. I don't know where he's been hanging around, but, mate, he's tanned up down oh, here. Mate. Yeah, mate. Well, it's coming out of summer. It's coming out of summer. He's been, I'm picking he's not spending all that time in Melbourne. He might be out picking grapes in Adelaide, is he? <laughs> I think he's got not a bad gig, this yeah. old punter. <laughs> I think you could be right, mate. <laughs> he missed he missed last night's uh, promotional things that we had going on on uh, the welcome for the New Zealand Open because he had a Zoom. I was thinking, are you Zooming into the IPL, are you? What well, are you doing? Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Mm. We never put it, would have put it past him 